Hey yo, hey yo, listen. Yo, what's good? You're listening to Sin. 90.7. Hip, hip hop, hip hop anonymous. Damn you! You get hit the easy one. You're listening to Sin Hip Hop. Yes, get it. <laughs> My name is Matt. You're listening to the Sin Hip Hop Show. Um, today I'm joined by Brandon Stone, one of the most poppin', highest rising hip hop, uh, you know, acts in the hip hop scene in the north side of Melbourne. Uh, following the success of big singles All Out, Fitness, and Ricky Bobby, he has put out the, the Northside Lullaby record. So, how are you feeling on the release of that? Great. Appreciate that. Always love a good intro. But, um, <laughs> yeah, man, the perception and the just, I was overwhelmed, really. And it's just, it's gone mental. Everybody loves it. Everybody won't stop playing it. It's getting to the point where I'm sort of annoyed at my own music now because I just, I, I sort of hear it all the time around here. But, um, yeah, I'm super overwhelmed, man. I couldn't, I couldn't have asked for a better response from it. Yeah, for sure. Being annoyed by hearing your own music too much is a pretty good, <laughs> good issue to have, I would say. You put out two projects in 2018, uh, 17 and Renegade, and now we've got the new album in 2021. So it's been a little bit of a road coming to here. This one feels, you know, full length. It's like put, got a lot of effort going into the sequencing and all the ideas throughout it. It feels like a real kind of introduction into the scene, I suppose. Um, What's, you know, what's the process been? How, what's the road been like to get from there to here? Well, with this one, as you said, it's been a long time since, you know, my last project. And my last project was dropped when I was 18. You know, I'm now 21. So there was a lot of living involved in that, a lot of experience, a lot of obstacles, a lot of things that, just life, just, just, just me living over the past three years. And, you know, I was, I was working on this album while my last one dropped, the last project. So it's just been a massive just a massive journey and a massive marathon. And, you know, I try to stick to a narrative, as you can probably tell by the title, Northside Lullaby. I really wanted to um, sort of portray what it's like around here because there's a lot of artists coming up that are from the North that are doing really well and doing really big things. Um, so I really wanted to portray that and talk about what life's like and, you know, all related topics that I can lead back to, back to this. But, you know making an album over a three-year span, it sort of it gets hard. It almost becomes like Chinese whispers. I sort of, you know, get lost in it. So ultimately, you know, it became what life is like for me as an individual over the past three years, really, in a nutshell. That's what it is. Um, you know, you can hear it within it. You know, you have your, your hype stuff, your braggadocious stuff, you have your love topics, you have, you know, a bit of everything for anyone. I think anybody that, you know, you have your R&B and you have guys that like to mosh at concerts and it doesn't matter what your taste is, I'm, you know, I'm sure you could probably find something within this that would suit you. But, um, yeah, man, it was probably my life in a nutshell, really, I think. That's probably the best way to describe it. Yeah, for sure. And that comes through. I mean, even between, you know, you had Drive on one of your older projects and now Drive Part 2 and just looking at that, yeah. you kind of see the the growth in perspective and different takes on different on certain topics within your life. And as you say, the album you've got, you know, even on breathe, you open up with this kind of almost like drill sound and you get like bits of, you know, Drake and the weekend style R and B crooning, bits of traps and like J Cole energy here and there. You even get some like lo-fi indie on maybe interlude and stuff like that. Um, did you know you came into it like out to tick off and cover all of these different sounds or, like, did, is it just the way the music naturally came out when you wanted to tell certain stories, I suppose? I, I wish I did have stuff to tick off to make me sound a, a little bit more, you know, structured. But really, it was just, you know, I went into the studio and I just, 
it was just real raw and just whatever I was feeling at the time, you know, because I, you know, that's part of the reason why I'm in the position I'm in now is just because people really like what I'm putting out and, you know, what I'm putting out is just, is just me, whatever I'm feeling at the time and whatever I feel like saying is what I'll say. So, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't find a reason to really change that or adjust that too much. Um, so yeah, that, that was, I just went in, whatever was on my mind is what I was speaking. Um, you know, I, I changed a little bit here and there just to, you know, attract the audience and, and really bring them into what I'm saying and sort of capture, capture your mind a little bit. Um, but yeah, everything was real, was real raw. It was all feeling and pretty much whenever I stepped in the studio to record, that's exactly what, what mood I was in that, that day really. And it was an accumulation of, um, of three years, you know, some, some of these old, some of these songs on the album were made, I'd say 2018, late 2018, like front, front to back, for example, I think that that dropped 2019. Cause I remember on a lyric in there, in there, I'm pretty sure I say 2019. So that's still the test of time. And it's still, you know, it was um, fairly relevant two years later and it fit and it fit well within the narrative and the story of the Northside lullaby. So, yeah, man, it was just all feeling. There were there weren't, weren't any boxes to be ticked. You know, I just went in and said, "I'm going to create, you know, the best possible music that I can." And you know, that's that's what happened. This is the end now. The end result. Yeah, for sure. And in that case, like, because that's kind of the the energy I get from it. It all feels very raw and just like where you were in that moment. And if over the course of a three year recording, I'd yeah. imagine there are some songs that you made in 2018 that you must have cut off and been like, I can't like relate to that anymore. Kind of like reading back for a journal like three years ago, you're like, nah, <laughs> that ain't it anymore. Yeah, you spot on, man. That's a hundred percent. Even with it, there's a song called, um, it's my highest streaming song, believe it or not. It's passed over a hundred thousand. It's called Wrist featuring Vic August. Mm-hmm. And um, that was released single after front to back. So I released front to back as a single. So Wrist was dropped after that. And I was going to put that on the album, but man, in all honesty, and this is 100% the truth, I cannot stand that song one bit. I've been looking to delete it as much as I can, trying to find it because I, I don't know. You know, you just sort of cringe at it a little bit when you look back and hear what you were saying and the space you were in. I was like, no, like it really is a me. So that that's one of those perfect examples for you, the song of risk that I have. Yeah, for sure. And it's such a shame when those, like, I know with Radiohead, they have Creep and stuff like that, which is their biggest song, and they have to play a live yeah, yeah. Like, I, I hate the song. <laughs> like, you just kind of got to carry that with you, I guess. Um, as I was oh, saying, yeah, you know, all these different styles throughout. You've got kind of the, the steel drum dance hall style on Ricky Bobby as well. Um, and for anyone unaware, Ricky Bobby is the main character. I assume that's who you're referencing anyway, in Talladega Nights 06, played by Will Ferrell, um, who I take, you know, must be a relation to his, the character's kind of just all out commitment to winning is the only sort of mentality, I suppose. Um, and yeah. outside of that, do you have any other like film characters that you think kind of embody your hip hop persona, your character in general? Not really. I don't think. Probably any major action movie, maybe like Jason Statham or like Dwayne Johnson or like just one that's like just mental. You know what I mean? Just someone who just goes nuts all the time. You know, Sylvester Stallone. Um, I don't know. Just someone who's just like tearing it apart and just goes in like a nutcase. But other than that, you know, Denzel Washington is one of my favourite actors. Yeah, just these dudes, man, just the high-end action 
you know, I'll punch your lights out kind of deal. But, um, yeah, I'll probably say Denzel, man. It's fun. I'm going to go with Denzel. That's stuck in my head. Lock that in. <laughs> Done. That's a good answer. Um, <laughs> shifting on from that, um, I was saying uh, I referenced the, the kind of indie sound at the start of the Crybaby interlude earlier. Um, which kind of reminds me of like Frank oh, yeah. or something like that. Is that you singing on that track or did you grab someone else to go on that? Nah, man, I wish I was singing on that track. The album would have sounded a lot different if that was me, but that's, um, that's a, a, a Jivian sample. So, wow. you know, the song, um, that Drake, you know, uh, what's it called? It's like, a, it's like a two songs into, into one. I forgot what it was called. Mm-hmm. Um, but same guy on that singing song on Drake, that uh, I ended up finding and I ended up just sampling it on the front of Crybaby. So really Cry, Crybaby is like three songs into one. So you have that little singing bit at the start and then you have, um, you know, obviously the, the song in itself where I'm rapping and then the whole guitar sequence is, is a little bit in itself. So, man, I literally just mashed it all together. But, um, yeah, that was uh, Jivian as a sample at the start. Real similar to Frank Ocean, though, really in the same lane. Mm. Yeah, it's super beautiful and it's it kind of to me like almost marks a turning point in the album where you get a little bit more introspective and the album kind of changes in tone a little bit after that point as well, which I think was a really cool touch. Um, also, yeah, for on sure. that track you get, you said and there's kind of three parts to it. There's a really like heavy guitar riffing at the end and also a lot of guitar throughout the album is kind of like rock Elaine, you've always sort of had a lot of interest in as well because it's not something you hear a lot in, in hip-hop, I suppose, all these guitar riffs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I don't know, man. I just, you know, I just wanted to experiment. I just wanted to, to try something. And, you know, with Crybaby, um, we're in the studio and you sort of, we had like a MIDI, MIDI controller set up on like a keyboard and we set it so you can make like electric guitar sounds within the keyboard. So we just play the keys. And I was like, man, this is lit. Like the notes got better. I'm like, this is working. I said, we really got to do something with this. I said, we got to, we got to move on it. And um, we ended up getting some live guitar by my, by my boy, Josh Condor. He'd done all the guitar on the, um, on the album. And he sent this back and man, I was, I was, I remember when I heard the, the mix, I was on the freeway and I took a turn off. I didn't know I was just turning off and I had to pull over. And it, I remember it was night and I just turned my lights off and I turned the radio on the 50. I just sat there for like 45 minutes. Man, I just, I just love it. And I just wanted to experiment. And I feel like, you know, that guitar was the best, um, the best way and the best instrument to really capture what I was trying to portray in that song to do with love. And I feel like that, that guitar riff and that solo was just like spot on with what I was trying to, with what I was trying to get across and just that feeling that you get um, from listening to it. So yeah, man, the, the guitar is probably, honestly, my favourite bit in the whole album, even on Breathe as well. The guitar solos, I don't know, they do something to me, man. They, they, they hit different. Yeah, for sure. That, the, the one on Crybaby, honestly, like, I was in a similar situation to you. I replayed it a couple more times. It's like, man, <laughs> this is, like, yeah. different to everything else on the record, different to a lot of the shit I hear. Um, yeah, so good. And um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I, I must move on from that and... On the track Fitness, you also get kind of a little bit of a guitar lick, link, like kind of starting that off. And I was playing it and then I yeah. played Cry Me a River by Justin Timberlake afterwards. And I was like, I swear this is like following such a similar style. You know, I never even thought about that. But now I'm, I'm listening to the song in my head. I'm like, you're absolutely spot on. Because Justin Timberlake, he's like, 
man, he, he's one of my idols. I, I've listened to him since I was like nine years old, man. I went to his concert. You know, I've got his DVD, Madison Square Garden. I've got all of that. So now that you say Crimea River, as soon as this interview is done, I'm going to go suss that out ASAP because I've never really compared him. So good looking, bro. It's a good spot. <laughs> yeah, because I could hear all over there was, you know, the, the way you kind of like talk, you know, essentially and romantically, like reminded me of that kind of energy Justin Timberlake always radiated. Yeah. And that track came on. I was like, yeah, nah, this, he's definitely a fan. Nah, he's sure. got to be. So, yeah, that more or less wraps us up. Um, so, we obviously, you have the show coming up soon. Um, obviously, we don't really know what's going on with that. But if you've got anything else to say to the listeners out there before you go, it's obviously for me to wrap up. Been a pleasure chatting to you. Um, yeah, it's all yours. Yeah. Our show March 6th. We'll see if that happens or not regarding COVID. Hopefully, it does. Fingers crossed because I'm looking forward to bringing this to a stage. You know, I've never performed any of these songs because we've been in COVID for, you know, most part of a year. Um, so, yeah, hopefully that happens and lots more music this year. Planning to release the song close to every month with a lot of visuals for the whole year. So I'm just going to go nuts. I just want to create. I just want to put out music. You know, now that this album's done, there's not really too much pressure on me now. So I feel I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit freed up now to create. Um, so, yeah, lots more music this year. Um, lots more shows. And, yeah, more life, I think. That's probably the way to go. That wraps up that interview, Sin Hip Hop Fam. But don't you worry, there's plenty more. You can always listen into our show from 8 p.m. every Wednesday on 90.7 FM or sin.org.au. In the meantime, have a look at our socials. Just search Sin Hip Hop on Instagram, Facebook, and Omni.